Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your number one podcast for learning about the trials and tribulations of teenage vampires, werewolves, witches and warlocks, and stupid ass boys who think that they're tough. My name's Claire. I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we are here to talk about the episode The Sacrifice. Did you think the sacrifice was actually going to happen in this episode? No. (laughs) There was a a lot of talk about the sacrifice. Uh, Some people were really excited about it. Some people not so much. Yeah. There was a lot of tension about said sacrifice and who it is. There were also some small sacrifices. It was a very appropriate episode title. Considering that the actual, like, Moonstone sacrifice didn't happen. Yeah, that's true. Personal sacrifice abound. So we start with uh, Elena in bed, and we send somebody creeping in the background. And in a huge, shocking twist, it is not one of the Salvatores. Yes, we're used to that. At first, I like wasn't even worried about Elena <laughs> because I was like, oh, it's probably just Stefan popping in through the window to be a creep. Um but it wasn't Stefan. It was actually Jonas, who mm-hmm. we met last episode. It's Luca's dad. And he evil. We know that because he was at Slater's death. Yes. His mm-hmm. death party. His death party. Oh, God. So he's sneaking around and Elena senses somebody there. And so she gets out of bed and he like hides himself in the bathroom. It's a very bold move. Like... He's just straight up in their house. I have to suspect that he has a witch equivalent of an invisibility cloak. Okay. Yeah, like, I you're think right. he's cast some kind of spell so that like he doesn't appear to normalize or something. Yeah, because most people would just wait until they like weren't home and then yeah. go in and grab the shit. Like, if Elena ever goes to school, he could go and do this. Yeah. What school? <laughs> Well, there is only one teacher, and he's currently banging Aunt Jenna because Elena goes out into the hallway and runs into Alaric, who is in his boxer shorts, though he later declares that he is naked. Yes, not the same thing. I would know. He might be a never nude. There's literally dozens of them. (laughs) I know, but he was wearing cotton boxers. He wasn't wearing jean shorts. It wasn't even like boxer briefs. No. They were, like, flowing in the wind. Like, show us the bulge, guys. Come on, it's been a while since we got any real man meat. I know, and then when Alaric said that he was naked, I was like, false advertising. <laughs> One star. Would not watch the sacrifice again. So Elena and Alaric and Aunt Jenna have, like, an awkward conversation in the hallway where Alaric's like, chunky monkey? And Elena's like, no, I don't want your sex ice cream, but thank you. Yeah, and Aunt Jenna's, like, being all bashful and embarrassed in the background. And she asks Elena if she's okay with Alaric staying over. And I'm like, Elena has sexual sleepovers all the time. Yeah. Like, maybe and she Aunt should Jenna's be the a grown-ass woman. If it's okay. Aunt Jenna <laughs> right? can fuck whoever she wants. I know. I mean, it's a little awkward that it's Elena's teacher, but Elena doesn't go to school anymore. That's true. And there's only so many people in Mystic Falls, Virginia, so you have True. to take they're, and they're the good one like come. flies. I know the animal he can't attacks. Can't even fuck Logan Fell anymore. He's double dead. Ugh, good. We have another Logan Fell on our hands <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. So um, while this is happening, Jonas starts sneaking around Elena's room, and he like steals a picture of her in a cheerleading outfit and some hairs from her brush. I'm like, are you going to make some kind of doll? Like, what's going on here? He takes some of what seems to be jewelry from Etsin, Etsin's, oh my God, <laughs> Stefan's Etsy shop. Etsin. <laughs> That's uh, the ship name for Stefan and Etsy. They're my OTP. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Etsin. Um, so Elena excuses herself. And goes back to bed. And I noticed when she lay back down in bed that her diary is just lying open on the bed next to her. Oh, I missed that. They suddenly reminded us that there's a reason why the show is called The Vampire Diaries. (sighs) Except we never hear from their diaries anymore. No, we had it for like the first two episodes of season one. And then they just abandoned the premise. Not that I miss it, but... No. So that's the end of the cold open. And when we come back... 
We're back at the goddamn tomb in the paper mache door. Yes, and Stefan and Damon are working super hard to move it. It was funny <laughs> it takes because the two of them. Yes, but Caroline moved it on her own with one hand the other day. Yeah, she did. So they are visiting this tomb to make another attempt to get the moonstone from Catherine, and she pops out, and girls still looking pretty good for being in the tomb. Um, Hair is still not greasy. Yeah, even though she said that she was starving, dirty, and bored. Um, but she didn't look too dirty, really. Uh, no, she, she just looked a little drunk. Yeah. Yeah, she, she did. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to try to get the moonstone from her because Slata passed off that phony info about how a witch can de-spell the moonstone if she has it. But we don't trust that because Elijah made him say it and he sold it with with his theater degree. Oh, true. Yeah, you're right. Good memory. So they cut between them with Catherine at the tomb and uh, them telling Elena about their cool plan. And Elena's like, well, that's all great, but fuck that. Um, if we despoil the Moonstone, Klaus is just going to come and kill everybody I love anyway, including me. So I don't like this. We're not going to do it. Yeah. And this was really cool because this is one of the first times that Kath, uh, that Elena was actually like, no, this is not our plan. And Stefan and Damon were like, but we already talked to Bonnie and we already have it figured out. And she's pretty adamant that she's not down with this plan. Yeah, she is not really into the idea of everybody getting themselves killed for her, which I understand. Me too. I mean, I personally in her shoes would probably just like go into the witness protection program move to Fiji yeah does that work for vampires I don't know it's worth a shot if you get to go to Fiji actually in Elena's shoes I would probably just turn myself into a damn vampire yeah you're right what what else are you gonna do yeah and then it makes the doppelganger not relevant so Klaus doesn't really need her like he might try and kill her in rage but Catherine managed to escape him for 500 years i'm sure elena could manage yeah and rose yeah it can be done and they still have time to like fuck around with some hot dudes totally that's the that's what should happen here but it's not what's happening (laughs) no it certainly is not um so they're at odds and we then go to school where bonnie and luca run into each other and they're talking about being witches slash warlocks and the ups and downs and ins and outs. Right. So Luca was impressed because Bonnie, he called her new, um, because she only learned about her witchly powers within the past couple of years. And Luca's like, wait, you mean you only found out about this recently? And Bonnie's like, yeah. Luca's like, why didn't anybody ever tell you? And she's like, well, my grandmother kept trying to tell me when I was younger, but I just always thought that she was drunk. <laughs> drunk oh, grandma. We haven't heard about drunk grandma in a long time. And I know. My favorite part of that is that immediately she's like, and she was, but <laughs> yeah. but none of the times we saw Grams like actually on the show did she seem drunk at all. No, one time she was drinking out of a mug, but maybe it was straight whiskey. We don't know. Um. So Bonnie shares the detail that she sometimes is getting like drained of her powers and getting nosebleeds. And Luca's like, oh, well, yeah, you're trying to do too much. You have to draw from nature and the powers around you. Let's have witch sex now. Yeah, it totally was witch sex. So he teaches her to channel another witch. Like, he, she has to hold on to some dog tags that he's wearing. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like 16. He was not in the army. Whose dog tags are these? I know. He probably got them at Hot Topic. Probably. And they, like, grasp hands, and they're, like, in the middle of the schoolyard, and they, like, gaze into each other's eyes, and suddenly the wind picks up, and there's, like, a fucking witch NATO. Yep. And leaves and papers are flying everywhere. There are dead leaves all over the ground. What season is it? <laughs> we have no idea. Are they dead leaves that were that were underneath the snow that melted? No, they were too dry. They were <laughs> floating about in the witch windstorm. Yeah. It's the fall. I'm making an executive decision that somehow it is fall. Okay. 
We'll see. Yeah, we'll see next, next episode, episode when everybody's going wearing to be like Everybody's at the beach in their <laughs> bathing suits. Right? They're like over at the water hole again. Oh, God. So, yeah. Jeremy walks in while this is happening. He's like, oh, what's up, guys? Crazy weather, huh? Oh, God. Jeremy is the worst in this episode, and this is just the beginning of it. Even more so than usual. He's always the worst, but oh, my God. His outfit is slightly better this episode. Yeah, he's not wearing a fake sports dress. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, so Jeremy pops over, and he's like... trying to talk about the weather and then luke is like yeah that global warming huh and then he just yeah he just kind of smiles at bonnie and then walks away um and then jeremy says to bonnie that guy is weird right and bonnie's like no he's he's nice um so jeremy's already like trying to be protective over bonnie and it's disgusting trying to undermine who might seem to be a new crush yeah even though there really is no chemistry between Bonnie and Luca. No, not really. Just the fact that Bonnie doesn't really know any other witches. So, of course, they're going to talk about that shit. Yeah, what happened to Lucy? Bring her back. I know. Does... No, Jeremy doesn't know that Luca's a warlock. No. No. He just thinks that Bonnie has a lady boner. Mm-hmm. And he wants that boner to be for him. Because he's <sighs> disgusting. I don't want to think about it. So then I think we go to Elena, who has her own new cool plan. Uh, She goes over to the Salvatore's, and she doesn't ring the ding-a-ling-a-ling tiny doorbell. She She just bursts in, and apparently they keep it unlocked. And and Rose comes strolling out in, like, a silk robe, and she says, It's not nice to leave a girl naked so early in the morning. (laughs) Because she thinks it's Damon... Coming through the front door. Yes. And it's like, oops, sorry. (laughs) I love your Rose accent. It's so good. Yeah, so Elena is shocked. She, like, looks away and she's like, sorry, it's just me. And then Rose is like, oh, sorry. And she gets awkward and ties her robe a little bit tighter. Um. So Elena is pretty much here to make a deal with Rose because Mm -hmm. she wants help in carrying out her plan, which is to more or less turn herself in so that everyone else stops trying to protect her because she doesn't want all of her family and friends to be killed by Klaus. Yeah, but she puts it to Rose like, oh, I just want more information um, cause you didn't ask all the questions of Slata that you wanted to uh-huh. because of the whole like sun burning incident. And Rose is like, why the fuck should I do this? This is stupid. And Elena says first that she owes her because she didn't tell Stefan and Damon to murder her during the kidnap situation. Right. I thought that was a little rich, but okay, Elena. But she also says that she can convince Bonnie to make a day ring for Rose if she helps her. Yes. And this caught Rose's attention because yeah. she hasn't been able to go out into sunlight in 500 years. I'm like, if it's so easy to make a day ring, day ring that Bonnie can do it after like six I know, it was like Bonnie's witch, second day in witch school like, and she was just making witch. a day ring. They're everywhere. Just go up to a black person and be like, can you make me a day ring? <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Chances are they could. I'm not to be racist. I'm just going by the rules of the Vampire Diaries universe. No, you literally are. So Rose is like, okay, fine. I want to be in the sun. That seems cool. So she's going to take Elena to Richmond to visit Slata. But Another first, road trip. Yeah. We don't get to see their road trip. Instead, we get to see Matt and Tyler playing basketball together. Yeah. And Matt is being all sad bastardy. He's like... Hey, Tyler, listen up, man. I've been feeling really, really guilty about how I treated you at your party. Because if we remember, Matt was compelled to um, pretty much trigger Tyler until he got so mad that he killed Matt. Um, And Matt was like, I don't know what came over me. And I've been feeling really bad about Sarah because she died. Um, So Tyler is just kind of like, yeah, man, no worries. Forget it. So they're amending... um, their friendship a tiny bit yeah and then caroline comes up at some point and she's like hey matt how are you and he's like gotta go yeah i've been better see ya (laughs) fucking matt 
So Caroline takes the opportunity to ask Tyler if he has any fun plans for his first werewolf transformation. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it was. And he's yeah. like, I got a cover. Don't worry. And she's like, excuse me. I am the head of the prom committee and all these other activities. I led the cleanup Mystic Falls initiative. Yeah. Like, it wasn't dirty. No. And <laughs> so she, good was, job. she had so many credentials, but that yeah. park was fine. She's like, so you want my help with this? And he's kind of like, haha, okay. Right. So I think that they established that they're going to kind of work together on Tyler's plan at some point. And then we hop over to the Salvatores, um, where Stefan, Damon, Bonnie, and for some reason, Jeremy, <laughs> are working on their plan to steal the Moonstone back from Catherine. Yeah, so their plan is to get Bonnie to unspell the tomb for long enough for Stefan and Damon to run in and get the Moonstone and run out again and somehow still keep Catherine trapped in there. And then fucking Jeremy is like, Bonnie, what do you think you can do it? Don't you remember what happened to Grams? I'm like, oh my fuck God. you. Yes, she remembers what happened to Grams. He's literally mansplaining her grandmother's death to her. Yeah. And... Luckily, she's like, uh, yeah, I know. And Damon, at some point in the scene, says to Jeremy, why are you even here? <laughs> yes. Like, it's what we're all thinking. I know, it's so true. And Damon throws some serious shade. He's like, we don't need input from a 16-year-old child. I'm like, preach, Damon. Drag him. Ugh. So Bonnie is emphatic that she can do it. Uh, it seems weird, since it did literally kill Grams while Bonnie was helping. But Okay. Not to side with Jeremy or anything. <laughs> but Bonnie says that she can do it. And I think we leave it there for a minute before we get to the hows and whys. Yes, we do. Um, because we want to check over on Rose and Elena, who have arrived at Slater's shabby chic apartment. I didn't know Richmond was so shabby chic. I know his door is all like, Distressed. He has like double doors that are like fancy looking, but the paint is chipped. Yeah. We see you, girl. <laughs> so Rose goes up and knocks on the double doors and she's like, Slayta, Slayta, open up. She's like, Welp, I guess he's not home because he doesn't immediately come to the door. And Elena's like, Oh, hell no. We didn't drive all the way for you to make a half-hearted attempt to get into this house. Mm -hmm. um, so then Rose goes over and pretty much busts down the door. Um, and she's talking about how Slater is essentially a vampire almanac and that he knows everything. So they go into the apartment to try and find him. Um, but of course, we know that Slater had literally killed himself last episode. He had staked himself through the stomach. So they see his dead body on the ground. And Rose is like, well, I don't think he's going to be that much help for us. <laughs> Good one, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Good joke in the face of your dead friend. So Elena's not too pleased. Um, she starts kind of looking around the apartment and Rose draws the curtains. And Elena's like, what the fuck? You don't have a day ring. That's like the whole point of why you're here. <laughs> and she's like, it's tempered glass, just like at the vampire cafe. I used to come here just to watch the sunlight. I'm like, why doesn't every vampire have this glass? Like if Slater can get it for his little apartment, like... Why couldn't Rose find some? True. That is a very good point. It doesn't make point. any goddamn sense. It, it doesn't. The that is a major plot of the vampire glass doesn't make any sense in the first place. And I think after this season, like, that magical item never gets mentioned again. So maybe they realize eventually that it was ridiculous. Good. It is. But she is gazing out into the sunlight. Elena's trying to log into Slater's computer using one of his, like, six monitors that all have the same sunset screensaver. It was too many monitors and the world's most boring screensaver. Yeah. But then they hear some, like, shuffling noises, and Rose goes to investigate, and there's, like, some vampire groupie-looking chick <laughs> hiding in the closet, and she runs into Rose's arms because she apparently was Slater's girlfriend, and I'm like, Slater didn't have a girlfriend. Like... No. Slater didn't like girls. Nope. Can we just be grown-ups in a minute? <sighs> well, Alice couldn't. That's for sure. My notes just say, Alice, compulsory heterosexuality. 
Mine, wrote, mine are Alice crying. <laughs> yeah, so she's sobbing because she's like, he's dead, Rose. And then Rose is trying to comfort her slightly. Yeah, but she also doesn't give a shit about Alice. Yeah, as it's well clear. Sam sees. And then I think we go back to the Bonnie party. We do, yes. She's like, I need a personal item of Catherine's. Yeah, and Stefan and Damon are all, like, shuffling around, like, looking at each other, like, do you have anything, bro? No, do you? No. They and both have her panties somewhere. Yeah. They're, her bloomers. Her pantaloons. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Stefan's like, wait, I might have something. And I called it. He went back and got her profile picture, mm-hmm. which is a, was somehow made of metal. I swear to God, that was a fucking paper. Is I should bring this. Is it a tintype photo? Oh, I don't know what that is. Maybe. It's an old-timey thing that I assume is made of tin, but I don't actually know what it is. The term just popped into my head. So either I'm very smart or I've just embarrassed myself on national podcast vision. I think that you're very smart. And don't worry, I'm, I've embarrassed <laughs> myself so many times. Myself. <laughs> my multiple personalities. Yes. So Bonnie's going to use the profile pic to cast a spell somehow. She's going to burn it and the ashes of the metal, what, (laughs) Uh, will be able to incapacitate Catherine briefly. So she sets it on fire with her mind and starts yammering in Latin or whatever the fuck. (laughs) And everybody's watching her and she starts to get a nosebleed and Jeremy's like, buddy. Oh my God. I know. He's so worried. Shut up, Jeremy. Just go away. I know. But Bonnie does a good job of burning the tin picture, whatever you called it, to a crispy ash. Um, So that's good. Yeah, she manages. So while that is going on, I think we check over on uh, Carolyn and Tyler. Yeah. Caroline. (laughs) Do I always call her Carolyn? No, only on special days. Okay, there we go. Caroline and Tyler. And they're trouncing around the woods. Mm -hmm. And Tyler's, like, talking about how Matt misses her, but he gets why she had to break up with him. And it's, like, a bonding moment of, it's not cool to be with somebody who doesn't know who you really are. I get you, Caroline. Thanks, Tyler. So deep. What were you thinking when you were raping Vicky in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. And they wander up to uh, the slave dungeon, and Tyler's like, oh, this this here is a secret place in the old Lockwood property. And Caroline's just like, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. And he's like, how do you know? And I'm like, just tell him you murdered a couple of police deputies here a few weeks ago at the picnic. Yeah, you have to let somebody know you, right? <clears throat> So she covers it up by saying she knows that they're by the old Lockwood property or something. And then they go down to investigate. Right. So they go down into the cellar or whatever they call it. And Tyler comes to the conclusion that this is where Mason would go to turn on the full moons because there were scratch marks on the walls and also chains and bolts that are connected to the walls. Yeah, but... Caroline notes that the scratch marks on the wall are old and Mason actually never turned there because the one time he turned to Mystic Falls, he got chased out of there by Tyler trying to make out with Amy Bradley. Oh, right. So also RIP. He mentions that this must be where the, t- the Lockwoods of yore went to transform. Oh, and that that's what this was really built for. Not torturing slaves. <laughs> So he's like, I need new chains, but the bolts should hold. And I'm like, seems like that would be the opposite. (laughs) I know. And he like pulls them gently off the wall. And you're like, you're not testing it with the strength of a werewolf. Maybe Caroline should tug it. Yes. Oh, that sounded gross. It did. She shouldn't tug it. (laughs) It She should test the integrity of the bolts. Maybe you should go to Home Depot and make sure. Yeah. Maybe just like set some back up ones. But anyway, Caroline notices, like, a parcel (laughs) sitting in the corner. It's, like, wrapped nicely in white cloth. Yeah, it's like, why are you so clean, weird parcel? Because it turns out that it's Mason's werewolf diary. (laughs) And I'm like, he couldn't, like... 
I'm sorry, but Mason would not wrap his diary in a white handkerchief and stuff it in a dungeon. No. Like, if he's going to hide it down there, why does it have to be in linens? It also looks really old and warped, and it looks basically like Jonathan Gilbert's journal. I'm like, this was from, like, two weeks ago. I know. Oh, my God. Preach. That's so true. What has he been doing with it? Swimming? Oh, God. We only... Who knows? Maybe he's been slobbering on it as a werewolf. But anyway, luckily he left it there before he got murdered because it chronicles everything that he experienced from his first transformation. So they find like a microchip inside of it. I think it's supposed to be like a flash drive or a memory drive. I guess it's like a SIM card or, or not, <laughs> not an S, a SIM card, like an SD card. Yeah, but it's so weird because nobody used that format for, nobody uses that format for like sharing video. Even no, then. It should have been a flash drive. It should have. You need like a special reader for those yeah. if you want to watch them on your laptop. It was so stupid. Maybe it was some kind of product placement that I didn't understand. Uh, it was sponsored by Microsoft. It should have been like a laser disc. Yes. But they decide to go and find out what's on this mysterious memory card. Half the mystery is figuring out how to watch it. <laughs> Indeed. So while those two are trying to figure out uh, that technology, we check back to, at the Salvadors where Sal- Salvador Dali's. <laughs> Salvatore's. We've both had some drinks. Yes. What day it's, is it? It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. I almost said Tuesday. I'm so glad it's Wednesday. Oh, me too, girl. It's been a week already. Oh, God. So forgive us if we slur a little bit. Yes. And we, it's a school night and we work today, <laughs> so. So if it's, if we want it to be the Salvadores, it's the Salvadores. <laughs> We go back to El Salvador. Yeah, we go back to El Salvador, where Jeremy is just being so fucking stupid. He's like, Bonnie, I'm really worried about you. You can get really hurt. You're really not strong enough. And he's saying all this in front of Seth and and Damon, when Bonnie literally, like, last week or the week before, was like, you can't let Seth and Damon know that I'm not strong enough, because they'll use it against me. And he's just blowing up her spot, like... Totally. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Fuck him. Now I'm even more mad. And he's making this stupid concerned face. Ugh. Oh my god, it's the worst. I hate him. I don't know if I've expressed that before. Yeah. I mean, I really like him, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not April Fool's, is it? No, not yet. But yesterday was Halloween. It's true. Um, but my favorite part of the scene is that Jeremy... Is like, please go get me something to put these in. And then he's just scraping away uh, the profile picture ashes with a credit card. And it just looks like a giant pile of cocaine. <laughs> but it's just the ashes from the profile picture. What would happen if you snorted the ashes of Catherine 1864's profile pic? Oh my god. You would go on a journey. <laughs> you would. It would be like the most intense acid trip and then you'd probably have something supernatural happen to you that would stay with you forever. Yeah. Or like a unicorn. I imagine that it would be similar to doing ketamine. I've never done ketamine. Falling into a K-hole. Yeah. yeah. Catherine. Oh. A K-hole. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound appropriate. No. (laughs) Oh, boy. What's, What's happening? Anyway, enough about that gross shit. We go back to Slater's where uh, Rose goes back to Elena and Elena's like, oh, how's Alice? And Rose is like, she's overreacting. Yeah, and Catherine's like, oh my god, Elena's like, ooh, that's harsh. And Rose is like, oh no, that's only his girlfriend because he thought, she thought that he would turn her. Slater would. Yeah. So this trifling hoe was just stringing him along because she wanted to be a vampire I'm like, why didn't she just find Damon or Isabel? Like, yeah, Slater's not the only vampire around. Clearly. So <laughs> Elena goes up to him and is just like, "Hey, what was Slater's computer password?" <laughs> oh my god, this is my favorite moment of the episode. And Alice is like, "Fuck you! How could you ask me that right now? I just saw him with a stake through his heart." 
And she's like, I know, but do you know what it is? She's even more harsh. She's like, I understand that. Do you know his password? <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. Elena gets starts to get a little sass on her this episode, and I love it. She has the Petrova fire. Oh yeah, you're right. She's awoken the Petrova. <laughs> the doppelganger powers have activated. So well, Alice starts typing away on the million monitors, and uh, she has decided to do this because Elena says, "Hey, what did my friend Rose over here?" agrees to turn you into a vampire. Will you tell us his password then? And then she's not sad anymore. She's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Rose is like, what the fuck? So literally standing one foot away from her, they have a private whispering <laughs> conversation where Rose is like, you know I'm not turning her. She's never getting a drop of my blood. And Elena's like, yeah, no, I know. She doesn't know though. I'm like, she knows now. I know. She you might literally not have vampire just told her. But she's right there. <laughs> oh my God. So my favorite part of this scene is that apparently Slater's computer password was Kristen Stewart. Oh, yeah. Come on, Slater. And, like, that was saying that you were obsessed with Kristen Stewart, like, when Twilight was fairly, you know, current. Yeah. Which is one thing. Loving Kristen Stewart now is something that I do Mm -hmm. and that it has, like, reasons for it. But back then, there was not really much reason yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just... I, I I don't know why that would be your password. Kristen Stewart, I love you. Come on the show, but Twilight sucked. And I think you know it. I think she does. But you're rolling in that money. That Twilight cash. And I say, get it, girl. But anyway, um, everything has been wiped from the hard drive. But they access his email where that he had some conversation with somebody named Cody all about finding Elijah. And Elena's like, oh, cool. Can you call this Cody guy and tell him that the doppelganger is alive and she's ready to surrender? <laughs> it's like that escalated quickly. And she, she just wants to send a friend request to Klaus. Yes. And Alice is like, oh, yeah, sure. And then just like calls him right away. But she's also excited, like, oh, that's how I know you. You look just like Catherine 1864. Right. Because apparently she learned some things from Slimita. So I think at this point, Rose wisens up to what Elena's actually trying to do. Yeah. And she's like, hey, lady, why are you going on a giant suicide mission and you're trying to turn yourself into Craigslist Cody to get to Klaus? (laughs) And... Elena has a good point. She's like, listen, Klaus is never going to stop looking for me while I'm the doppelganger. It's either me or my family, and I don't want all of my family and friends to die. And Rose is like, okay, BRB. And then she calls Damon. Yep. (laughs) Blowing up Elena's spot. She's like, don't be mad, but some shit just went down and you should come to Richmond. Yes. Zoom here as fast as you can zoom. And then we go to the tomb where fucking Jeremy Gilbert has gone with his stolen ashes to try to confront Catherine on his own. Because earlier he had suggested that he be the one to go into the tomb so they didn't have to break the spell because he has a a life savey ring. Mm -hmm. So if she kills him in the process, it'll be okay. And he has decided he's going to do this because he doesn't want poor Bonnie to have to use her frail womanly witch powers. And he shoots a stake into Catherine's stomach, which slows her down for one second. And then he throws some ashes in her face and she just like faints. Yeah. (laughs) She falls to the ground. And he's like, give me the moonstone. And then she doesn't have it on her. And he's, he's like, like searching her body, groping like, her. How awkward must this be? Like, she is identical to his sister in every way. Yeah. True. <laughs> Although the way he hugs her, he probably doesn't mind. Um, <laughs> but he goes running into the tomb and we see more detail of it. It has like iron gates and stuff. And there's like a little altar that Catherine has placed the moonstone on. <laughs> Oh my god, this show. I was like, it should be in her butt. That's where the moonstone is kept. Okay. Yeah. I thought we established that in a previous episode. Or at least in her badge. Like, there are places you could hide this that even Jeremy Gilbert wouldn't go. Yeah, and it's very smooth, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. 
What else are you going to do with your time? Um, <laughs> it's all, it's only you, your top hat, and your badge down there. So you gotta, <laughs> got to pass the time somehow. Oh, my God. We've gone too far. <laughs> we have. I can never resist a top hat joke when we're talking about the tomb. It's true. Never forget. <laughs> Anywho... Jeremy fucks it up. Of course he does. Obviously. Yes. Because he's Jeremy. So, like, Catherine wakes up in, like, one second. So Jeremy is still, like, holding the moonstone and trying to walk back to the exit when she grabs him. And I think she attacks him, like, right away, right? Oh, yeah. She starts drinking his blood. Yeah. And he throws the moonstone out the door. Yes. So at least he partially didn't fail. Yeah. And I guess... If we didn't care about Jeremy, the fact that he was stuck in this tomb with Catherine could have potentially be construed as a good thing. I was like, just fucking kill him. Yeah. Take off his ring and go to town, girl. Yeah, she's like, oh, he has the ring. So can a vampire not take off the ring? They can. But I think she wanted to keep him alive as leverage to get them to let her out of the tomb. Yeah, that's true. So unfortunately, Jeremy is still alive at this point. Um, Stefan and Damon and Bonnie arrive at the tomb and they're like where's Jeremy he was supposed to be here oh well let's go and they go down in front of the door and they see the moonstone just lying there yeah and Catherine comes up and is like I have a brand new toy I'm just gonna kill him over and over and over until you guys let me out of here and then Jeremy literally says sorry took some powder it's not powder it's ash you idiot <laughs> such a fucking idiot like i can't even believe this show and people <laughs> like jeremy right that's what i yeah. care oh i don't my. understand me neither it makes no fucking sense and spoiler alert he never gets better <laughs> never not even a little bit he's only getting worse this is the most harebrained scream harebrained scheme to date <laughs> that was very hard to say <laughs> So I'm enjoying watching him get uh, drank by Catherine, but Stefan and Damon aren't so on board. But it's I think at this point that Damon gets the call from Rose and he's like, uh, B or B, G to G. Yeah. And he zooms off to Richmond. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie starts um, getting ready to do the spell. And in the meantime... Dr. Jonas is also getting ready to do a spell with his pal, Elijah. Why are they BFFs? I don't know. Maybe they're in love. Maybe. So Elijah's sitting there and he's like, hey, Jonas, so how does this spell work? So pretty much what Jonas has is some of Elena's belongings. So he has a picture of her. Um, He stabs himself with a letter opener or is it elijah he stabs elijah he stabs elijah with a letter opener elijah pours his blood onto the picture and then holds hands with jonas and pretty much jonas starts doing a spell and tells elijah to clear his mind and try and look for her so pretty much it's a tracking spell that's allowing elijah to locate elena Mm mm-hmm so he gets a vision of her standing in Slater's apartment, which he obviously recognizes because he was just there. And Elena is standing by the window and suddenly sees Elijah's reflection next to her. Ugh. And I would have been like, hey, but she's scared. Yeah. Especially because she thinks Elijah is dead. And Elijah's like, I'd recognize that tempered glass anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know exactly where she is. So he's going to get ready to track her down. Because he has unfinished business. Right. And then we cut to Bonnie for a hot second. Um, She is starting to do her spell. And she's held on to Luca's dog tags. And Mm -hmm. she's using them as a source of power. Yeah, this was really, like, not cool. Yeah. It was basically magic rape. Ooh, Yeah. She stole his dog tags and was sucking energy out of him. And mm-hmm. he is at home. He gets home from school and is like, hey, Pops. And then suddenly he starts tweaking and, like, his nose starts bleeding uncontrollably. He falls on the floor because she's just, like, going to town. And her nose is bleeding a little bit, but it seems like he's bearing the brunt of the problem. Yeah, for sure. So I was not really fond of 
Bonnie's scheme there. No. But as we know, she'd do anything to protect Elena, so... But yeah, it's weird, especially since Bonnie takes such, like, a moral high ground about hurting people. Mm -hmm. Which, fair enough, but now you're doing it. Yeah, it bothered me. And Jonas is freaked out, and he's like, Luca, Luca, what is it? And he says, it's Bonnie Bennett. She's channeling me. And Jonas is like, what? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so from one upsetting scene to another, we go over to Caroline's where Tyler is sitting there loading up the like microchip onto her <laughs> laptop, and they see that Mason videotaped his first werewolf transformation. I'm like, how did he know what was going to happen to him? Did Catherine tell him that he was going to turn into a werewolf? Because like, how else would he know? Yeah. His brother wasn't a werewolf. I don't think their dad was. I mean... Who who knows? Maybe it's been in the... I mean, we know it's been in the Lockwoods for a while, but... Maybe George Lockwood had a diary that Mason uncovered. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. There's just old diaries everywhere. Yeah. And Mason's like, this inspired me to start my own old diary. <laughs> yes, and I tea-stained the pages myself. <laughs> so Mason is, is in his garage... And Tyler's, like, reading the journal while they're watching the video. And pretty much Mason cabled himself to the sides of the garage. He drinks a bunch of diluted wolf's bane so that he's not as powerful when he turns. Like, this is a lot of knowledge for somebody who's never who's yeah. never gone through this, like you said. And he said it was like drinking battery acid. Yeah. And he wanted to vom. Sort of like he did when Damon Force fed it to him before ripping his heart out of his chest. R.I.P. Yes, that was intense. So the video just gets progressively worse. Like Mason starts crying and screaming and calling for help and whatnot. And Tyler is like, how long is this lasting? So they're pretty much like five hours into the footage or something. And he Mm. hasn't even turned yet. He's just in agony. Um, And then Tyler starts crying it's it like, emotional. I can't go through this. Yeah. And he turns out the video and he's freaked out. He was already scared of being a werewolf, but now he sees that it's like the most intense pain a human can feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Uncle Mason was a pretty tough bro. So he must be pretty bad. Yeah. And so he's freaking out. Caroline's trying to be like, well, it'll be okay. Um, but then we cut back to Slater's where Damon has arrived to protect Elena from her own martyrdom. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you such an idiot? This is dumb. You are dumb. I'm shutting it down. Yeah, he's like, you don't get to make decisions anymore. And And then then she says, when have I ever made a decision? You and Stefan always do that for me. Dang. Finally, they acknowledge it. Yes. Oh, my God. This was powerful. I was like, I wish your one decision wasn't to just, like, kill yourself. But I'm glad that you are following your own path. <laughs> yeah, we have to give credit where credit's due, even though it was a weird choice. Yeah. And meanwhile, Alice sees Damon and is like, oh my god, Damon Salvatore! And she, like, has completely forgotten that Slater ever existed, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and Damon is like, get rid of that, or something <laughs> equally dismissive. Yeah, which is the correct reaction to Alice. Very true. So then we check back at the tomb where Bonnie is continuing the spell. um, And Jeremy is like, stop her. She's not strong enough. And eventually Bonnie just passes out. And while Jeremy is yelling that she's not strong enough, (laughs) Catherine straight up just elbows him in the face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And... It was so satisfying. Second best part of the episode. Yes. Um, Because she wants Bonnie to keep going. She wants to get out. But um, Bonnie can't do it. She's really upset. She's like, even with help, I couldn't do it. I'm like, that's not help. That's stealing. Yeah. (laughs) So she's disappointed in herself. She wants to be stronger than yesterday. Uh, Her loneliness ain't killing her no more. (laughs) But... Shit's not looking good. Elena, or Elena, Catherine starts going to town on Jeremy again, and Seven's like, not a Gilbert. 
And he zooms into the tomb and throws Jeremy out. And now he's stuck in there with Catherine because he's an idiot. Just what let Jeremy a fool. I know. This was really, really stupid. And Even for a, Stefan. This was a moment where I kind of felt like maybe Stefan and Elena are meant to be because they both just like want to sacrifice themselves all the time. Yeah. They're meant to be because they're only going to live for like 30 minutes, <laughs> more minutes yeah. from at any point in time. Exactly. So now Stefan's got himself in a pickle. Yeah. And we check back over with Caroline and Tyler. Um, so Tyler's kind of reeling from the footage earlier and Caroline's hey at least Mason's diary says that the transformations speed up over time and Tyler's like listen why are you helping me we were never friends before also it gets better is not a flawless campaign yeah uh, so Caroline is really patient with Tyler, even though he's a total dickwad, and she pretty much tells him, listen, you seem like you need help. I was alone when I turned. I gave in to my impulses, and I ended up killing someone. I feel guilty about it, and I just really don't want that to happen to you. And Tyler's like, hmm, okay. But then there's a knock, knock, knock on the door, and who is it but Matt fucking Donovan, who has Good come timing, to tell bro. Caroline that he misses her. I'm like, well, yeah, you should. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. And she starts smiling at him, and they're, like, making goopy eyes at each other. But then Tyler comes up and is like, hey, bro. Yeah. And it's awkward. It gets tense. Matt is super jelly. I was like, basically, Matt got horny and came over to fuck. And now it's going to have to be a threesome. And he's not sure if he's ready to cross that line. True. But I think we leave that on a cliffhanger. Like, what right does Matt have to be mad? And then also, like, they could have just been hanging out. Yeah. Tyler and Caroline. Oh, well, you're right. We don't resolve it this episode. We'll visit that later. Because we have something very important going on over at Dead Slater's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> this, this scene is so ridiculous. So Cody knocks on the door and he's like... Hello, I'm here to meet the doppelganger. And Elaine is like, oh, yes, hello. Thank you so much for coming. I'm like, what are you, like a fucking receptionist for your own death? It was just such a bizarre um, like reaction to Cody being there. I was LOLing. Death receptionist is going to be my band. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Uh, so Damon's like restraining her. And Cody is there with like a couple of cronies. And... There's about to be like a tense face off, but then suddenly one of the dudes just collapses because, surprise, Elijah has arrived and just like severed his spine or something with his bare hands. Yes. And he's like, what up? And Damon's like, didn't I kill you? It's quite the, the shock. For yeah. It was intense. So then does Elijah just immediately peace out after he kills the Craigslist dudes? Well, as soon as he shows up, Rose just zooms oh, the fuck out right. of there. Oh, right. Rose, come on, girl. You let me down. And then Elijah goes to Cody or one of the guys and is like, hey, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, Elijah, we were going to bring her to you oh, to, yeah. to, to show Klaus because he'll want to see her. And he's like, does anybody else know that you're here or about her? And they're like, no, totally not. So he just simultaneously rips both their hearts out of their chests. And then just, like, holds them and lets them fall from his hands. Oh, right. It's weirdly hot. Oh, it was spooky. (laughs) I totally forgot that that went down like that. And then he zooms out of there. Yeah. So he leaves Damon and Elena unscathed. And he zooms back to Jonas and is like, hey, where's your son? (laughs) And Jonas has just had this conversation with Luca where it's like, why did you teach Bonnie about channeling, you Mm -hmm. idiot? He's like, you wanted me to get close to her. Yeah. So creepy. Don't feel so bad for him anymore. Um, But Elijah tells Jonas that he wants to keep the Salvatores alive for now because they're going to protect Elena and he needs her alive and safe. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what his plan is right now, but he just prevented Klaus from finding out about her. So the plot thickens. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. And what's your angle, Elijah? Elena is also curious about that. (laughs) Um, And Damon's walking her home and she's like, what the fuck is the deal? 
But then, unfortunately, we have to check in on Jeremy and Bonnie at this point. And we both were basically vomiting through this whole scene. Jeremy is acting like a true man-child brat. Really bad. He's like, he has the most gaping, gaping neck wound (laughs) of all time. It's worse than Vicky's. Yes, and he doesn't even have that much gauze on it. He's like, leave me alone, Bonnie. I can get to my bedroom myself. I don't need an escort. And she's like, I think you do, you dumbass. Yeah, and he's like, listen, you know I already feel bad. I don't need you to berate me. Yeah. I'm like, excuse you, you just made the dumbest fucking decision that got Stefan trapped, put everyone in danger, and almost got yourself killed. Bonnie can at least express her opinion, the <laughs> fact that what you did was stupid. I hate that like preemptive, like, oh, I already feel bad about it, so I don't need to hear any of your criticism. No, fuck you. you yes, don't you feel do. feel bad enough. No, he, yeah, exactly. He doesn't. And then he gets all like creepy and romantic, and she's like, listen, you can't feel that way about me. And he's like, I'm not the only one feeling this. Don't pretend you don't feel it too, Bonnie. It's not just a stupid kid with the crush on his sister's friend. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, he like tries to explain that it's like a two-way street of feelings. And no, it's not. He's like caressing her cheek. I'm like, get your fucking hands off of her. Not for the least which reason that it's like dirty and covered in blood. (laughs) Oh my God, it was so gross. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And she leaves. Thank God. I was very worried about where that was going. Yeah. So then we catch up with uh, Elena and Damon's conversation. And she's just once again saying, you know, you guys are always doing everything you can to save me. Why shouldn't I get to try to save all of you? I'm like, that's kind of a good point. Yeah, again, it's a good point. It's like... If one person can be a martyr, anybody can be a martyr. The Martyr Club. Yeah. And she's the main character of the show. She's probably going to be okay. (laughs) Yes. Damon, why are you thinking about this logically? (laughs) But uh, this conversation gets interrupted when... I forget even who tells them. It's Bonnie or Jeremy is like, we need to talk about Stefan. Oh, yeah. It's Jeremy, of course. He opens the door and he's like, oh... Sorry, guys. I got some news about Stefan. And then we cut over to the tomb where Damon and Elena walk in and just immediately start fighting. They're like, Stefan, Stefan. And he doesn't walk out of the tomb for some No, reason. he's like chilling in an anteroom, yeah. an antechamber with Catherine and vampire eavesdropping on their fight. Yeah. Because Elena's trying to run straight into the tomb and Damon's like, no, you are not going to run into the tomb to be murdered by Catherine, you idiot. Yes. And he like pins her to the wall and she's screaming like, let go of me, let me in, it's Stefan, I need to see him. And he's like, calm the fuck down and Stefan is listening to all of this like, "Ah, life is fun. And eventually Damon convinces Elena to leave. Yeah. Yeah, Damon is pretty aggressively restraining her in this scene. It's kind of intense. And getting all close up to her face. Yeah. He did that a couple of times in this episode. Mm -hmm. To be like, you are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he calls her stupid and dumb a whole bunch. Yeah, so that's a good way to make friends. Uh, So as soon as Elena leaves, Stefan comes up to the door and he and Damon have a conversation like, hey, this is cool. Nice job, bro. You're an idiot. Mm -hmm. Um, Stefan says that he'll be fine in the tomb and that Damon has to work with Bonnie now that they have the moonstone to like figure that shit out. Mm -hmm. Damon makes some comment about Bonnie being a semi-competent witch. (laughs) And I'm like, that's a semi-competent witch who can give you a thousand aneurysms, so watch your mouth. Uh, very true. I would, yeah, I would be careful there. And then Stefan's basically like, keep her safe. Promise me you'll protect her. And Catherine is just LOLing, LOLing like, Haha, you idiot. You just sent him to, like, keep track of your girlfriend who he's in love with. Yeah, she was like, that's the biggest mistake you ever made. And I think that was the end of the episode. It was. Oh my god, we just recapped in under an hour. Wow. It was a kind of anticlimactic ending. Like, I was expecting one last cliffhanger, but there was nothing. Yeah. 
I guess the cliffhanger is that Stefan is strangely calm in the tomb and doesn't give a shit. That's what I thought was super weird about all this. He's at peace with the fact that he nobly sacrificed himself and that he probably won a lot of brownie points with Elena. Yeah, that's true. He's just been waiting for this moment all season. Now maybe she'll take him back. (laughs) He's like, thank God Jeremy went in the tomb, so now I can sacrifice myself. It's like, if you want to get on Elena's good side, just wait like two hours and Jeremy will do something idiotic and have to get rescued. (laughs) (sighs) So this is a very Jeremy-filled episode. It was disappointing that Aunt Jenna and Alaric were in it, but only for two seconds, and then they disappeared and were apparently just fucking for the entire time that all of this was happening. I know, it did make me want some Chunky Monkey, though. (laughs) That shit is delicious. I don't think I've ever had Chunky Monkey. What's in it? It's like banana ice cream with fudge swirls and walnuts in it. Ew. No, it's so good. I like chocolate. Yeah, this is like chocolate and a bunch of other good things. It's like a banana split without strawberry. Why would you take away the one good part of a banana split and put all the other crap in it? No, the strawberry is not the good part of the banana split. Bananas are gross. I don't like them. Boo. You don't know this about me, listeners, but I don't like basically any foods. (laughs) And I love every food, except for mini hot dogs. They freak me out. I don't like any kind of hot dogs. Oh, I like regular size Actually, weirdly, I like corn dogs. Okay. I need my hot dog to be coated in something because by itself it just looks too weird and gross. Yeah. That's fair. As long as they're not mini corn dog nuggets. Those are gross. I wouldn't mind those. I don't like mini hot dogs. They freak me out. Well, you've learned a lot about both of us today. And (laughs) we've learned a lot about Elena's hopes and dreams for herself. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Um, So who do you want to punch? Oh, God, this one's easy. Fucking Jeremy Gilbert for every reason. Everything he did in the episode, I don't think we missed a single thing. Like, he was just outrageous. I want to punch him in the dick, but wearing, like, steel gloves so no no particle of myself has to touch anything near his dick. Yes. And also so it hurts more. I like it. That's a good way to go. Yeah, he was just out of fucking control and so annoying on top of being stupid. The fact that he had, like, the ability to tell Bonnie not to tell him that he did something wrong. Like, you just fucked up everything and put everyone in danger because you're a fool. And you also kept calling the ashes powder. And you're never going to get that out of your wallet. Like, you're going to be finding tintype ashes... (laughs) in there for the rest of time it's like glitter it never goes away yes and it's just gonna remind him of what an idiot he was being and vampires are just gonna start fainting every time he pays for something (laughs) uh yeah i mean i don't like for us to both say the same person but it has to be fucking jeremy like there's no other choice like there are moments when i want to punch bonnie there are moments when i want to punch like atlas but yeah it doesn't even come close no yeah, fuck he was you, the Jeremy. front runner. Stay away from Bonnie. Keep your filthy mitts off of her. Even when she's being a fucked up magical rapist, she's still a million times too good for you. So true. Ugh. Why are men? Why are Jeremy Gilberts? He's the embodiment of every worst man. And he's not even a man. He's a child. I know, but oh god. I'm just, like, fucking blown away how stupid he was in this episode and about how he thought that he knew enough that he could tell Bonnie how strong she was and how can she, how she can use her powers. And that he was strong enough and quick enough to take on fucking 500-plus-year-old vampire Catherine. And you he idiot. used up, like, all of the ashes so that when they went to actually carry out the plan, they were limited. And if yeah. he hadn't wasted everything, then they, they might have... They only had been... one profile pic to work with. Right? Those metal profile pictures don't grow on trees. Like, it was going to take both Stefan and Damon to take her on. And he's like, duh, I have a ring. I can do it. Yeah, it's just like how Logan Fell thought that he could go into the woods and murder all the vampires. Mm-hmm mediocre white man thinks that he knows what's best yeah 
And speaking of a mediocre white man, Matt Donovan thinking he can just go to Caroline's house and be like, I miss you, and then they'll just, like, be together again. I know. I was like, of course you do. Like, it's totally up to him. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason that Caroline wouldn't want this, too, and that he can just basically be like, okay, I changed my mind. And you know that in two weeks he would be like, ugh, she's too much drama. What she's so hell? clingy. I guess now that Amy Bradley's dead, they don't have anything to come between them anymore. <laughs> That's true. R.I.P. Amy Bradley. I wonder if they found her body in that ravine yet. We didn't see Sheriff Forbes in this episode, so she's probably still <laughs> she's searching. She's still out searching. She hasn't been home in two weeks. She's still papering the walls of the high school with flyers. <laughs> Listen, detective's work is very important. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah, men, as usual, were gross, and I did not enjoy them. No. Not one bit. Yeah, and Damon was very aggressive physically towards Elena in this episode. Um, You know, I... She was kind of being very brazen in her suicide mission, um, but there was a lot of, like, physical restraint of Damon holding her back when the Craigslist yeah. people were there. And he was like, I'm, I'll break your arm yeah. if you try to do anything. Mm-hmm. That was fucked up. It was. And then the same thing happened in the tomb when he tried to, like, hold her down so that she didn't run into the tomb to see stuff. And he was like... So Elena was, like, struggling against him. And it went on for a long time. Like, watching it kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then he was like are you done now like how you would say that to like a kid who is like having a tantrum or something i don't know it just was a creepy vibe to be fair comparatively speaking to him she is a child yes which makes everything else about his feelings were inappropriate right you can choose one or the other you can't (laughs) have it both ways (laughs) yeah yeah stop it men please please uh, so who should have done it? Hmm, I'm debating. Okay. I was glad to see evidence that Aunt Jenna and Alaric were getting her done. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been insinuated that that might be happening off screen, but he was definitely undressed and eating a post-coital snack. Yes, and you know because he was a naked, never nude. And Aunt Jenna said that he had been staying over a lot lately. Ooh. So apparently this is just the first time that he nakedly ran into his student in the hallway. Yeah, Jenna. Yeah, Alaric. Get it. Enjoy yourselves. So, yeah. And who should have done it? <laughs> I feel like I'm in another situation where I don't really like anyone <laughs> in the episodes. Um, although... I can't really say anybody really stuck out to me, but just because I mentioned it earlier, I'm going to say Elijah and Dr. Jonas Martin. Oh, yeah. Because they did hold hands and cast a spell together. Right. And, you know, Dr. Jonas physically is maybe a little old for Elijah, but Elijah temporally is way too old for him. But they could have some magical sexy fun. Yeah, they could. Though I do got, get kind of an asexual vibe from Elijah. Yeah, it seems like he couldn't... Like, he's he can't like, be bothered with sex. Exactly. Like, maybe 300 years ago, but now it's just, like, boring. <laughs> he's, like, been there, done that. But with a warlock, maybe he could have some kind of mystical other plane of reality. Oh, yeah. As we know, witches can do sex spells. Ah! No, we don't know that. We just know that's what Jeremy wants. <laughs> uh, you're right. Yeah, I can't really think of anything better than that, unfortunately. I would say Elena and Rose. There was a minute there when she first walked in and Rose was like, Alrighty then, you don't leave a girl naked in the morning. (laughs) And Elena was like, (laughs) sorry. Alrighty then, you don't leave a girl naked in the morning. The Beth Kowalska story. Right! So... (laughs) So... Elena was, like, uncomfortable, but maybe intrigued. You never know. One thing leads to another. She Her death is imminent. Yeah. Maybe she wants to try something new. Um, yeah, so. you gotta, like, cross things off of the bucket list when you're trying to kill yourself. Right. Clock's uh, a ticking. If you had to pick one favorite moment from the episode, which would it be? Jeremy getting elbowed in the face by Catherine. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> but what about you? It would be... <laughs> 
Elena was like, hi, thank you so much for coming to the Crisis People. Oh my god, it was just so good. I just wanted to be able to say it again before the episode ended. <laughs> so this is a very fast-paced episode. I thought it was, it seemed short. Yeah. Maybe it's because we were eating while we were watching it. Yeah, we were killing two birds with one stone. I had like 18 pieces of pizza. We had pizza and curly fries. Don't mm. judge us. I'm living a blessed life. <laughs> hashtag blessed, whereas these guys are hashtag cursed. Hey, there you go. So definitely intrigued to see what happens next. We still need to know what Elijah's up to with his schemes. Uh, it's got to be time for Tyler to have his werewolf transformation soon and what's gonna happen with these crazy kids we'll never know what's your prediction god um i feel like elena's not going to die i feel like they're going to get stefan out of the tomb one way or another how long Um, do you think before stefan gets out of the tomb well, I never know how much time passes in each episode, so anywhere between two days and two years. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like we're kind of at a crossroads here because it seems like Elijah's going to step off for a tiny bit um, because he wants Elena to be safe so that he can bide his time and whatnot. Um, I think that we might see more action between Luca and Bonnie, especially after her magical rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to be a conversation. Yeah, for sure. You can't avoid the only other person who goes to school. Give me my dog tags back. <laughs> Those were eighteen ninety nine at Hot Topic. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were from eighteen ninety nine. Oh no, I missed that opportunity. <laughs> All right. Well, we will soon learn the answers. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to engage with us, you may mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. We love getting new subscribers, likes, ratings, reviews. We sure do. We haven't gotten a new review in a while. Yeah, we're going to keep complaining about it, and I know that that's not interesting for you to listen to, and there's only one way to fix that. I know. Leave us reviews. And you could also find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Um, We have a good picture of Jeremy's horrible outfit from last week. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Claire, for putting that up. Anytime. All right. So have a wonderful week. Hope that it's free of being channeled against your will. Hope that if you are about to turn into a werewolf, you find a friend to help you. And hope you don't get stuck in a tomb with your ex-girlfriend. That's awkward. (laughs) Best wishes. Mozzarella.